Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, priests and nuns, welcome to the last Guitar Wank episode for 2018. I am your host, Troy McCubbin, you have no say in it, and this is episode... 99.53 99.53 and I'm seriously sick of that shit. We're gonna change that for 2019. I don't know what Bruce and Scott are doing, but it's just hard enough to get them together nowadays. So I'm taking a stand, I'm making an executive decision, and I think 2019 we should start off with a, uh, a, a serious episode number. I think we're probably closer to 200 episodes now. <laughs> so maybe we'll just do a 200 show and be happy about that. But whatever we do, I want to thank you for all of your support in 2018. I know Bruce, Scott and I are still amazed that people actually listen and enjoy this shit. And uh, I guess it's mainly those people that have long drives or just need something to kind of make them zone out while they work out or they're on their way to a gig or on their way to work or whatever the hell you're doing and you just need some mundane shit to get you through it so i'm glad we are that to you and we have had a lot of people say that alloy uh, alloy tracks <laughs> that's my business guitar wank uh has actually given them a lot of inspiration a lot of great advice and insight to you know, professional guitar players like Bruce and Scott and all the guests we have on the show. Lots of laughs. And, you know, you get to sit on the couch with us and just shoot the shit. And that's what it's all about. We're just hanging out, having a good time. And if we can learn a bunch of shit at the same time, fantastic, I say, because that's the whole objective. So thank you to everyone that has supported us over the last few years. I think, wow, three years? This is our three years? I don't know. Um, yeah. Fantastic, right? Guitar wank. So all those people who emailed us and sent those bunch of emails recently saying how much they've loved the episodes with Robin Ford and Joe Bonamassa and all the guests, Lyle Workman. We've got uh, Jamie Santiago coming up. We've got Chico coming up. We've got more John Pisano coming up. Um... I don't know who else. Who else? I don't know. Osnoy called me the other day. He was like, Troy, I'm coming in for Nam. Let's... I want to do Guitar Wank. We have people calling up wanting to do Guitar Wank now. That's how sad their lives are. But it's fantastic for us. And I know it's fantastic for you guys as listeners because, yeah, we get to... uh, Man, I can't... I can't change the conversation with me, Bruce, and Scott anymore. It's really hard to do that. And I know when we have a guest on, it brings new stuff out of them and I don't have to work as hard And because I know what you're thinking. You're thinking what I'm thinking. Okay, we've heard this Scott before, Bruce, we've heard that joke before, or blah, blah, blah. And I've probably said the same shit before. You want to hear something new. And that's what we're trying to do, trying to take it in new places. I know Bruce and I are going to do for the Patreon uh, supporters. If you don't know about that, go to guitarwank.com. Up the top in the little headings, you'll see Guitarwank Patreon. Click on that and it'll take you to the Guitarwank Patreon page, which is just patreon.com slash guitarwank. I believe you go there. And so you can support Guitar Wank that way. You can also still donate. You can do all these things. But for those Patreon members, uh, Bruce, I'm going to sit down with Bruce. We're going to pick an amazing song and we're just going to rip it apart and and just 
see what Bruce has to say about it. It'll be great. It's going to be really cool. I can't wait to do that and uh, share that with you guys. So that'll be all for the Patreon members. And, of course, we're going to do other things as well that normal normal listeners don't get to do or listen to. They don't get access to because they're not a Patreon member. So we want to make you feel special, Patreon members, and all you other people up your bum. Um, Yeah, but anyway, 2018, this is it, guys. The last one for the year. 2019, going to be bigger and better, I hope. And um, we're just so amazed that people still enjoy the show and we've had such amazing feedback that, uh, yeah. Anyway, I've got about half of you going, shut up, Troy, and the other half are going, yeah, you can continue on. But I'm going to shut up. Uh, Bruce is going to continue the, uh, the was it, five for 25 buck thing. So if you want five of his albums, uh, you can get it for 25 bucks. He's going to continue that on. So just reach out to Bruce if you want that. I know he's been selling a ton of CDs. And uh, he's got a new shipment in, so he wants to sell a bunch more. He wants to get rid of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, but we'll be back in 2019. This is our last episode. Thank you again. Be safe. I'm going to go get my ski on. I'm going to go to Mammoth and, uh, and yeah, just ski. It's going to be great. And um, I probably won't be listening to Guitar Wank when I'm on the mountain, but maybe you will be when you're doing your thing you'll be listening to guitar wank we hope we have filled some kind of void in your life and uh yeah anyway be safe man be good be healthy and uh when shit gets serious just think of a stupid joke or something funny to lighten the mood man i think i said to my little girl the other day i said crescent tell us a joke i've never said that to her before and without missing a beat this two-year-old turned to me and said that's not chicken I thought that was brilliant. Just a punchline. That's not chicken, Dad. Awesome. So, uh, if you're having a bad day, mate, uh, or whatever, whatever's going on, just think of a stupid joke or just have a laugh. It's like, it ain't all that serious. And that's what we're trying to do. Just keep it light and fun and have a good time with it. Okay, shut up, McCubbin. That's not chicken. Don't let the bastards get you down. We'll see you all in 2019. Be safe. Let's continue the Guitar Wayne community and the support. Bruce has got his new video out um, on My Music Masterclass. Wireworld, Wireworld, Pro Audio Cables, thank you so much for all of your support. Those guys have been amazing to Guitar Wank. And uh, we got a ton, of, a ton of gifts from those guys that we'll be sending out in the new year. I know, I know, we didn't get to it this year. Don't worry. I know all the winners, who they are. And you will get your prizes. Just hold your tits. And um, what, who else? Left Coast, uh, Left Coast Workshop. Thank you again for all your support. He's got some amazing pedals we're going to be giving away. Um, and all our other sponsors, whoever you are, D- what, D- Dario Picks, right? Guitar strings. I don't know. I, you know, that's all. You know who you are. Thank you. We really appreciate it. All right, let's get into it, Lyle Workman. Lyle, these are a few tracks off Lyle's latest album. Google it. Use the internet. Find out his latest album. I uh, haven't got it in front of me, but you know what it was because I said it last week. Uh, Lyle, thanks, mate. A pleasure. And uh, i got to come and check out your studio at some point. And uh, to all our Douglas Martin, g'day, mate. Uh, didn't get to catch up with you again. At some point we will. Uh, who else out there we need to say g'day to? 
just uh, all our fans in uh, in Europe and in Asia and Latin America. Why don't you just, just say the world and shut up? Okay, thank you, and we'll see you all next year, 2019. It's going to be a great guitar wank year. All right, guys, be safe. We'll see you next week. Out. So very long ago. Varney, wow. um, Varney came to uh, one of my gigs in Vegas just like a, a year ago when oh, I saw gosh. him. I hadn't seen him for so long. Ages. And we hung out for a little while and yeah. talked. And it was good to see him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually one of the first. You remember I said that, col- that column spotlight? Sure. And yeah. I was in the very first one. Oh it was me gosh. and two other guys, and right. it was the it was the premiere of that little spotlight. Wasn't page it like you and like player. Paul Gilbert or somebody? Or I can't remember who the other you, two guys were. I don't Miami think Steve. I don't think it was Paul. Okay, that was maybe a little I, bit after. Maybe Paul was the next because he was a young, you know he was probably fifteen yeah. years older. Well, I was time. still living in Florida back then. Oh, okay, so, yeah. sure. But Mike was Mike was one of the few guys, um, and he always has been. He's always been one of those real supportive people of yeah. young players who right. try to help them out and try to get them, you know. To just get him more known and whatever. He, yeah. He was a, he was a really, uh, 
helpful, very helpful. It was guy. a cool thing that that yeah. whole U.S. metal thing, all that, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I was on that first record. People wow. still remind me about. Yeah, it. it's kind I'm of not really a metal forgot guitar player, that. but. Yes. Uh, do you, are you playing much nowadays? Like, do you get to do you get to pick up the guitar much besides work or not? Not that much. You no? know, I compose. I'm just composing all the time. You know. Yeah. I uh, I did a little thing like played with Steve Vai. He had a, a, a oh yeah the, oh you did that. He asked me to do that. Oh okay too, yeah. And I didn't want to do it because I'm so rusty right now that I uh, I was really? embarrassed. Yeah yeah. He was scraping the bottom of the barrel. He asked me even. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, it'd be amazing. I mean, I just did. I said sometimes you just got to go out on a limb and just. Yeah. Well, no, I would have done it. I was out of town, but oh, okay. I, I would have yeah. gladly. Done it. I was. It's a great. Was it? it's, a great it's a great. You know, uh, I was really cause. nervous about it because I haven't been. You know, I don't really practice anymore. I, you yeah. know, it's all about writing. But you know, I got to pick the song, so it was it was two Jeff Beck songs. It was Freeway oh, cool. Jam and uh, and uh, Lead Boots, and so I, I I put the songs into into Pro Tools and just practiced for a couple of days. You know, for many hours just to kind of go, okay, I think I can yeah. do this. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I, you know, I didn't really say tell anybody about it because I know it was being it was going to be a, a streamed live. Yeah, uh, it might be really bad. But you know, I get out on the stage and then they plugged me in and and I hit the first note like oh, okay, and and it was great. And then he we had a great time. It was cool. really fun. He's such a I mean you know him right? I know I love Steve. He's, He's fantastic. Guy, yeah. He's Super. a we got to get Steve on the show. Yeah. Oh we my should, gosh, we really should. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he asked me to do it and I I I just felt like because it was going to be streamed i was nervous because wow. i just haven't been haven't been playing i'd been just in, yeah you're pretty you rusty know. man like you you need See, to that really, really work blows my that. mind because <laughs> I, I just think the world of you man as a player oh, i, I thanks, think you're man, like one, I, of the, I, one of the greatest guitar players but i am man. very inconsistent and i have my i have my my um my times where i'm like you i mean if if i'm in writing mode i don't touch the guitar yeah. i'm writing i you sure. don't bother me with anything else i'm writing you know, and I literally sometimes mm. don't touch the guitar for four months, and all my chops are gone. You know, like like mm -hmm. I just I forget, and it takes me a good two three weeks of practicing eight hours a day oh to get gosh. back to where I was, and I'm willing to do it because I've found and and you know not everybody's like me because a lot of people can do both. They they write a little, they practice, they write, they practice. For me. Yeah. I am a fucking single-minded, sure. narrow person, and Me I just—if I'm writing, I don't fucking want to see. I don't want to. I don't care about anything else. I just want to yeah. write. Well, right. and but if you, I'm but practicing, you write from your guitar. Way. I do, but it's not like improvising. Right, I know, I know, you but, know. You, but, but you're then playing. You gotta, You've got your guitar playing, in your yeah, hands. But okay. Of course. I've got my guitar in my hands, okay. but I'm okay. not okay. really playing. You know, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just sort of like, hmm, this It's not like or you're just sitting this. there. But you're not, you're, yeah, but <laughs> you're not sitting like with like a pad of paper and no, a pencil. No, no, no. no, I wouldn't know what to like do. Like Mozart. <laughs> I don't or, know how to a pad or paper. There's this thing called a pad and paper. And it has lines that goes across. Yeah. Uh, doctors know about five that of shit. them, <laughs> and then there's another one. Ask my doctor about that. He knows oh, okay, how to do okay. this. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's really it's, it's really an interesting looking thing, especially yes. when it's empty. It's cool. <laughs> that's a, my you know that's yeah. my favorite time. That's cool, man. I yeah, start man. when I started doing more sessions in town. You know, I got a couple of those orchestral sessions, and man, I just stopped. I just I did a few, and I said I'm not gonna do any more because I'm I'm not a, that strong of a reader, so. I just couldn't take the pressure. I would know. when someone I, for someone to say I'm not that strong of a reader. 
that's funny because see I say I can't read at all <laughs> yeah well then that's not, probably I'm not that strong of a reader I yeah. can't read period oh my god that's it I fucking suck at it no yeah. I mean I know I I can write charts actually it's just funny because I can yeah. write charts it's really fast it's a lot fast. easier isn't it I'm the same way yeah I can write easier. charts really fast but when it comes to like reading I don't know there's something that's fucked up between my eyes and my it's difficult yeah I just can't you know is there, are you really good? He's at a good reader. I would say yeah, he's I'm a good reader. Good for a guitar player, but I'm not a great reader. Yeah. Can I just put myself really in that category? There's only a few guys that are great at it. You know, you know I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I know some guys that are great readers. Yeah, I'm a yeah. good reader for a guitar player. Oh, I mean, I had yeah, a kid. you would never like if you had something to read and on the guitar, you wouldn't like be wasting your money hiring me. Right, I'd be oh, okay. Right. Yeah, but you know, I know guys that would maybe be more like you know like George Deering or Andrew oh, yeah. Sinewick mm -hmm. that will just like oh I know Andrew He's a you know guy. those two guys would you know I, w I, I would hand it off to them if it's, sure. if it's all about like nailing it perfectly and it's a lot of reading then again there's stuff that I can do that they couldn't read I mean you know sure, the way I could play it right but I mean I can read well it's yeah. just not to the level that they read yeah I can't read well no, I had a student one time he was I think he was 19 or 20 and uh he was, a, he was a fairly good player, too, but he was like a genius reader. Mm -hmm. And he could, he could, you could pick any tune. I just happened to pick Inner Urge, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. And I just said, Whoa, can that's, you, that's can you. That's that, yeah, that's said, impressive. I said, so I, I, I said, well, I was thinking, I'm going to give him something hard. So I, I, I gave him Inner Urge. Wow. He'd never seen it before. <laughs> and it was weird what he went through. He, he looked at it. And the first thing he did is he found the highest note and he found the lowest note. Yep. And then he sort of, I don't know how to say, it was almost like he was doing yoga or something. He was kind of like staring at it and visualizing the music. And at the same time, he was kind of moving his fingers around the neck. And he, you know, he said, I, I need like two minutes, two, three minutes. And I just left him alone. He sat there. He didn't play a note. He just, he just had his hands on the neck. And he was looking at the music and he was sussing it out. Yeah. And then after about two or three minutes, he said, okay, count it off as fast as you want. And I just went, Good okay, one, two, one, two, three, four. And he played it perfect. Perfect. Wow. Not one mistake. He played it perfect. Even the ba ba da da ba da da ba da da Everything. Right. Perfect. And I was the like. The first time he played. First time he ever wow. played. Good gosh. And I was like. How, how is this possible? It's like he on the said, spectrum. You well, know. he said that he has been playing in his dad's orchestra pit since he was like eight years old. Yeah. There's something in, about in Australia. He's an Australian kid. Right. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. You know. He was playing in his dad's orchestra pit since he was eight years I, old. I was doing that, just, but I played know, it on the yeah. piano. Wow. That was the problem. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading music on the piano when yeah. I was that age. I was reading music on saxophone when I was that age. And I, I was, was actually I was not doing a bad saxophone too. Yeah, I was saxophone too. In, in school because they didn't have piano or guitar in the orchestra. That blows. But I um, wanted to sound like... They uh, need to add that. I wanted to sound like... Uh, Speaking uh, of which, to add Wayne that. Shorter, but yeah. it sounded like yeah, that sure. guy on Vinnie Hill. <laughs> oh. Well, oh, you, you had that good a sound? Yeah, I my had sound that. was not near as good as <laughs> that. I'll take my jacket off. I had a really good tone. I sounded more like a it's dog that it, it, that was being that? Uh, eaten by a whale that was in heat. You need the arrow? I got too much clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too early with my legs. Well, well, you you lose you lose the jacket now. 
we kind of do this strip guitar no, wang thing. It just gets weird when we're all in our underwear at like 12 o'clock at night. I thought it was a weird request. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you open the door and the Yeah, screen? I just turned the air on. Oh, okay. I'm no, open know. the door and the screen. I've got to do something important. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. There you go. A little further than that. There you go. I'm further. ducking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, he just threw his iPhone in the pool. He <laughs> it's okay. It piss, you know what? It, it really pisses off those people from Google. Man. They can't stand it. And Facebook, <laughs> fuck, he did it again. Fried us. <laughs> now, Lyle, did you study orchestration and all that kind of oh, stuff? There's a skunk did out you, there. Did you, just, oh, yeah. did you just fall into it? Or was that a learn-as-you-go kind well, of Well, I listened, you know, growing up, you just I would listen to all kinds of music. Right. You know, so... And that includes classical music. So you listen to it, you absorb some of it. You yeah. know, but then I took an orchestration class at UCLA um, when I first moved here, when oh, wow. I was 22 mm -hmm. years ago. And the guy was amazing. It was a great class, and I learned a lot. We would study scores, Jerry Skold, you know, looking at how things are done mm -hmm. and analyze scores, and then we'd have to write something at the end of the, the, uh, the, end of the course. And I just I didn't know I was going to be doing it. I just wanted to learn. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, like anything else, you learn by doing it and then working with a good orchestrator. At, at first, I was like, well, here's my stuff. Because I, I would want to do all my orchestrations. And, and I said, okay, please correct it, add to it. And because mm. you, you know what you're doing. You have, a, you have kind of an instinct for it. And yep. it's kind of a logic. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I really love it. So, you, oh, go ahead. I was, was going to say, is there one thing you've learned about the industry that... Like, I'm sure just relationships are such a huge part of it. And just being able to deal with people and Yeah. Like, know. how many people did you have to fuck to get where you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, Sorry, I was beating around the bush. Who did you blow, <laughs> Lyle? Stop beating around the bush, dude. Man, just I, ask him. I can't believe we're approaching an hour two question in hour one. Uh, you know, you know... You know Tim Pierce, sure. Yeah, we had Tim we had him on the show. When I first met, yeah. I first met him a long time ago, and you know, he said something to me. He said, "You know, this in terms of a lot of the session work of what we were doing in Popper, because he said any of us could do it. You just got to be the nicer guy. <laughs> 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 you know, and he meant he meant it. He was like, you, just, you know, be a good person. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, coming down here, uh, I met the greatest people. You know, the best players." I find are the best people because they have humility. They're aware of what they can't do. You know what I mean? That's what makes them great. Yeah. You know, when you go, okay, I, okay, I figured this out, but what about that out there? Mm. All right, I, I, really I'm going to stop you there because yeah. you've said this a lot tonight, and I'm going to pull you up. And I know there's there's someone listening at home, like, okay, Lyle, come to to LA, and he met. How did you meet all these people? What did you do? Like, how did like how did you go meet these people? And at the bus station, where the, you meet everybody. Yeah. How he did? He just, a couple minutes ago, he said something about the fucking. <laughs> I mean, no, I think you did. On my knees at the bus station. <laughs> he was on the floor when you got here. <laughs> you know, it's just word of mouth, right? You know, I don't know. It's just it. You just work with one guy, and one guy tells another guy about you. And and I was doing all kinds of things. You know, I have this weird career because I I've done a couple of podcasts, and I'm like, well, what do you know about me? It's like, oh yeah, you're the guy that played on Todd Rengren record or something, or mm -hmm. you played with Frank Black, or or you you know a session guy or composer. 
I've just always said yes. I've, I've been, I have a lot of interests. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, decent at a lot of different things. Yep. And, You're more uh, than decent, man. You got it. You got it. Let me butt in here and dude, say butt in. that the reason that he meets all these pay- people is because he is a great gu- guitar player. And when people hear him play, the word of mouth gets out. There's a new guy in town, he plays his ass off, and, and that's the way it works. Right. If he wasn't a great musician, he wouldn't have met all those people that, that he met. Yes. You yeah. know, and yeah. that's the bottom line. I mean, you, you may think of yourself as, well, I'm blah, 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 I'm this or that. We all think of ourselves in a lower standard that yeah. but you're a great player man oh, that's thanks. how you got where you're where you got yeah you know, I, so. I don't i don't know if i'll ever think of that way of myself <laughs> you know you know that's just how it is none yeah. of us think we're any good but that's how yeah. It goes. Um, yeah except for bruce he thinks he's fucking great <laughs> <laughs> just read some it some people read, think, read it in guitar player i didn't <laughs> say it <laughs> Oh snap! There we go. We're fucking waiting for it. There we go. Sometimes you gotta lay it down, man. Sometimes you gotta lay it down. I'll tell you one fucking thing. I'm the best in my price range. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I always say I'm the best guitar player in my room. That's for sure. Oh man. And you know, in about a month, you can say read it in vintage guitar player. Yeah. Well, whatever. You know, I'll tell you the truth. Great, man. Well, let me, just let no, me. I mean, you know, here's what it is. I mean, I, I got kind of fired <laughs> from a workshop, but some kid asked me, like, what does it take to make a career? You know, I think in music or jazz or whatever the question was. I mean, it was one of those kind of, you know, how can mm-hmm. I make it? You know, yeah. Kind of thing. And I just said, be a badass. Yeah. Got fired for saying that, and they they got real weird about it. But uh, you know, I mean, they don't want to be back. But you know, I said, be a badass. Just be a badass. Whatever that means to you, be the guy that everybody wants on their date. Be the guy that everybody wants to be in your project when you do it. Yeah. Whatever that means, just go for that. Fuck Facebook. I think I said that too. That might have been a bad oh, thing. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and uh, and I said, forget all that other shit. Just be a badass. Yeah. And I have three things in life, right, Troy? Yep. They're be cool, be responsible, and learn from shit. Yeah, that's a, that's key. Yeah. Learning. You know, learn if, if it you don't work like out, learn from it. Hey, this is my girlfriend, Cindy, and she's beautiful and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's mild. <laughs> yeah, that's way that's mild. mild talk but I there. just said, Steve, you're a classy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't, I think Ingvay did the same gets. thing. Ingvay does it. Oh, man. Just be a badass. Yeah. Whatever that means. You know, and I mean, we're all... God, I mean, we all hear our own shortcomings more than anybody. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, then you just, you're not, you don't even deserve to be in the pool. You, you know, know what I got to say in one of my workshops in... Uh, uh, it was in... Uh, where was it? In China. Oh, great. It was a great one. I always like to say this, but he... I always wait for the opportunity. Yeah. And the guy asked the question. He says, yeah. Scott, what do you think about when you're playing? And I said, like I always say, I think about my dick. 
You know, that's funny. What was the look on his face? It was like, what did he say? Oh. No, he just laughed. Okay. Because, oh, okay. you know, the funny thing is, is when I play, I think about your dick, too. Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that. I was thinking for a while you weren't. I was really, like, sad. <laughs> What's the, the backup? Touchstone. What's the... the, no, the, the, the well, I wouldn't go that, that far. <laughs> the point stone part. Yeah, is, sure. is, is that to try to teach the kids that, that like music as is it as a language, is that that's like me asking you, what do you think about when you talk? Right. You know, do yeah. you think about adjectives and pronouns and <laughs> stuff like that? No, you learned that shit when you were a kid. You forgot about it. You're just telling your story. That's right. That's how musicians are. You know, yep. you, I'm telling my story. I am thinking about phrasing and tone, but I'm not thinking about all that technical shit that I learned a long time ago because you learn it so you can forget it. Forget it. Yeah. And and that's the that's the point of saying thinking about my dick to get that conversation started. But it's yeah. always an icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, your dick is an icebreaker. Let's break it down. <laughs> Pretty that. That's, that's why it's kind of bent to the right. <laughs> and, the, you know. and the same. That was night, a rough ice flow, wasn't night, it? it was really, no, this is a different type in Korea. Yeah. We did a, uh, we did a, uh, there was a, a, a girl who had an all-girl band and she opened up for us and she was actually a really good player. She's an XMI student, I'm forgetting her name now, but, but um, her band played before our band and at the end of the night we would get our pictures taken. And so it's my band and her, her band and all the, the teachers and we're all taking a group shot. And the photographer's there, and he, and and right before he could say say cheese, I said say dick, right? <laughs> and this little Korean girl behind me said, "My mom's standing right there." <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Scotty. <laughs> nice one, Scott. I, I can see it on the yeah, Scott. You, there, there went your presidential, you know, aspirations. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. All right, sorry, man. No, that's all good. <laughs> I really apologize. Oh, man. So how long do you work on these shows for? Like, it, is it just for the whole season and then you, it's the next project or? How long is a season? Like 10 yeah. shows, 12, 12 uh, It depends. Shows? Some, it could be 8 to 13 to 20 something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The ones I do are tending to be in between like 8 and 13. I wanted to ask you this. I didn't want to get like into this area because I know Bruce is going to fall asleep. But <laughs> and, <laughs> even Troy might fall asleep on this one. But as a person who is his own engineer, you know, and you are too. Yeah. Like, how did you learn all that shit that you have to learn about EQ, about boards, yeah. about about you know panning, about delays the, the right amount of reverb the right amount how to mix drums did you yeah. just learn it from watching other engineers and just yeah working on records mm -hmm. you know doing enough sessions you know as a session player just listening what, looking what guys are doing asking questions and then having that gear i mean i'd always had you know you, you know when i was 15 i had the real, real to real and then oh i need to make this or that and well, how come the how can i make the levels more consistent you need a compressor What's that? Mm -hmm, right. right. You know, so just as as the needs as my needs to record became greater, uh, I needed to learn how to, to to document this stuff in the correct way. So you get a board and like, oh, you know, turn that now. I see what that does. Just trial by error. Even and drums, people. you're comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. See, I, I can drums. say like even after as old as I am and as many albums as I've done, I'm still not comfortable with drums. It's oh like, yeah. I will. Do all the guitars, but when it comes to mixing the record, 
I will hire an engineer because I don't trust myself with the drums because yeah. I just don't know enough about yeah. All the stuff you got to do to make drums sound good. I, I mean, I kind of have an idea. Drummers should know how to do that before, while they play it. But yeah, I'm yeah, just of saying. course, yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean. It's like, they're, yeah, like, so a, like a real Slips, engineer. You know, there's will no one here to exactly defend themselves. Yeah. The levels of all the drums, the exactly EQs right. of all the drums. And right. I, I have to say, I don't know that. I, that's yeah. like something I'm comfortable with. Have you ever had a studio, your own studio, where you were recording drums? No. We'll no, see. Well, that's I've, no. I've done that for a long time. Yeah, so I've never you know, done I've that. I've done that yeah. for over twenty years yeah. now. So okay, so you're you're like a real engineer. Yeah, but I I anything that's important, I, I will never mix it. My records, I won't mix it. Orchestra, the the uh, of the film stuff, I don't mix that stuff. Uh huh. And even the TV stuff, if it's an important cue enough and it's out in the open, I'll give it to someone else. Right. Do uh -huh. you get someone else to master it as well? Like that yes. process. Yeah. Uh, not you know uh -huh. you don't usually do the film stuff. You don't master it. Unless you're doing uh -huh. a record, right. a soundtrack yeah. record. Yeah. So, so you give it to another guy because yeah. you... Why exactly? Because you don't trust your instincts? To, maybe you're going to not well, make the guitar loud enough or something? Uh, well, if it's, if it's like, like my own stuff, for example, something uh -huh. I want to sound good, I'll, I'll work with an engine, who, a, a guy who is a mixer. Right. Who has, right. You know, hasn't broken his time and be playing and writing and, you know... That's right. all. He's all about reading EQ manuals and shit like sure. that. No, they me just, too. I mean, I you know hire an engineer too. Yeah. I mean, so, so yeah. You know, so yeah. When I, I can, count on him to know the shit that I don't. Yeah. Know. Also, an objective set of ears. Of yeah, sure. It's right. really nice right. to bounce of ideas off. They just know how to make things. Like I'll mix it. I think this sounds pretty good. Can you make it better? And I'll send it to someone. And you know, suddenly the speakers are bigger and they're wider. And like, how do you fucking do that? Yeah. You know? Right. They it's just know. He's doing it twenty four seven. Right. They just. They just. Yeah. It's. It's. You know. It's a thing. It's an art. You put your work into it, so I'm I could do it enough to, to to service a lot of the things that I need to do that don't require it to be the best sounding thing in the world, right. and it's and it's decent and it's yeah. good, but you know you when you're in the and when you got the access to all these amazing mixers and engineers here, you know why not? Right. You know, and a great right. studio and the, great drummers. And a lot all. of the projects you you work on, it, it's probably overseeing everything i know with the trailer stuff i do i know i've got guys that all right i know who's going to do this i know who's going to do that so yes. you're delegating a lot of work I think to that's exactly people. right right do you have a list of musicians and do you often call the same guys or are you always calling different people to play it's, it's a, a, st a stable of, of the same guys uh-huh depending on this the, the style of music and where i think that they they sort of shine uh-huh you know everyone has a you know, there's, you can be versatile, but there's certain things that just, like with the drummers feel, like some, I kind of like the way the guy feels when he swing, when, when it's a swung beat. Right. As opposed to something that's straight rock roll. I like the right. way he hits my drums. The sure, thing that's interesting course, is I have yeah. a drum set, a, one drum set, and all these different guys play it. It sounds like a completely drum, different drum course, set, depending on how these guys play. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I did, <laughs> I did a movie called Superbad, yeah. I love that movie. Oh yeah, so that's one of great. Gary Novak's favorite movies. Oh, I watched yeah. it a million times on the road. With that's him. a great yeah. musician right there, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a badass. I um, the idea was all the music that it was already predetermined that it was going to be, you know, '60s and '70s funk and soul, uh -huh. you know, funk and, and and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, funk, I should say, Parliament and James Brown and you know mm -hmm. James Brown all, all the way to Parliament and every right. all points in between. Uh, it was Sony, and they had the money. And so, but my idea is like, well, why don't we get the guys that played that music, 
And so I got Bootsy Collins. I wow. got Holy the, shit. Yeah, I got Bernie Worrell. I got the no two way. original James Brown drummers, Clyde Stubblefield and Jabba Stark. And I didn't know about the two. Well, I knew there, Bootsy Collins was the first guy I got in touch with. And he's, well, you want both drummers. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to do a double drum. He goes, no, you need both of them there. And I said, okay. They, they had the money. And I, I, I figured it out why. And it, was a, it was purely a situation where one guy was better at the straight funk and the other guy was better at the... Well, he, he just couldn't help it but swing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, you know, and it was just... Uh, and that was the deal. You know, so kind of uh, that, that was a drastic example of what I'm talking about. Right, right. And the other bit is like everybody, all the drummers I work with, they could all do everything they do, but just you know what it is? It's like there's just something about the way this guy plays course, this kind of groove yeah. that that I like better. I, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's just marginal, but you yeah. know, it's a kid in a candy store yeah. living in this town. You get to you get to work with whoever you want. How was Bootsy? He was amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's so. He cool. was great. He was. He was. How old was he then when you when? Well, this is, gosh, this is almost 10 years ago. Uh, but he showed up full regalia, you know, with the hat no and the star shit. sunglasses. And <laughs> so he had to be, what, 70? No, I don't think he's quite that old. He, at that time, he was probably maybe 60 in his early, maybe 60, okay. maybe? Okay, okay. But it was great. Wow. It was a great, great uh, experience. That would have been so cool. But yeah, wow. just hearing those two guys so play, because cool. I remember I was telling one of the drummers, he goes, yeah, so it's like, this starts off, we had to re- re- rehearse each cue, as if, if I was in a band with these guys, because they didn't read music. Uh, Bernie read music. He was the mm-hmm. only one. But, uh, so yeah, it's kind of like this. It starts off like with a, with a, he goes, okay, la. Well, it's like just a straight, like, he goes, okay, la. And then I hear on the, I hear on the, on the, on the play, on the talkback, hey, la, this Clyde, I think I could play that. I think maybe I should play on that one. And sure enough, He's got it. I went, okay. Yeah. He's the straight. He's the he's the swung. <laughs> and that's the way I did the the next the four days of recording. Wow. Just based I knew who I needed to have. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's why people all the, often call me and Bruce to a session because he's the swing and I'm just the straight guy. I just play. <laughs> all I know how to do is go chunker chunker. What do you do? I'm the guy. I'm the guy. You're the guy if he wants to make money. I'm the guy if he wants not to make money. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, sometimes we all have our talents. Sometimes you know, it's like the producers. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I play jazz because I hate crowds. <laughs> I, I I play jazz because I hate women. <laughs> I hate crowds and I hate women. Oh uh, yeah, the ever popular cock for us. <laughs> oh my gosh! So wholesome prison. Who is some of the people that you got to work work? with or for and you've just gone I, I can't believe I'm doing this I can't believe this God, is what man. I'm getting to do I mean uh, in a good way or a bad way yeah <laughs> well Both. bad ways there was no no bad ways no bad ways you know it's all the guys that whose names I read on you know Vinnie Caliuta and Simon yep. Phillips and mm-hmm. uh, you know another guy who lost his house yeah oh, Simon did Simon, right? yeah that was that, last that year that was the last year. one yeah. yeah we were talking about the fire earlier oh yeah you know, Lee Rittenauer Jimmy oh, Earl yes. yep Jimmy oh. Earl yep Unbelievable, but uh, it's terrible. Yeah, so so Simon and Vinny. just all those yeah all those guys. You know, uh, I just did a session with Pino Palladino. And that was yeah, a treat. I know, I know him, he yeah. was amazing. Uh-huh. And then people I'd met here that I never knew, like Larry Goldings, who's mm-hmm. 
you know, his playing makes me weep, man. Oh, so he's great, man. It, his, awesome. his, his feel and his touch is just, uh, there's nothing he can play that's never out of place. You yeah. know what I mean? I saw uh, him play a couple times with Schofield. He was oh, gosh. So great, man. Yeah. Burning. And, you know, Jeff, I love his playing. I mean, just, just a lot of people that I've never just met here. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, and, you know, just being here is a treat, you know. Yeah. I've loved his playing for so long, it's, and I'm not, I'm not as familiar with your stuff. It's okay, you know, there's no reason why you should. He was pointing at Scott when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, was, he was pointing at Bruce and looking at me. I'm on my back. But you're a legend, though. Know, these, Your name is legendary. Yeah, right, right. People, yeah, right. No, but it's just, I was... Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's because of those, basically, the uh, milk cartons and the, <laughs> and the shit in the post office. You know? Have you seen this boy? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good ad campaign. I just gotta say. Yeah, yes, it was. It was good. It was really good for your career. <laughs> it worked for that senator. In Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> What's the what's the percentage of this do you get in, in these, these things? Uh, Half, yeah, just what's I, it, what was the question? Uh, the percentage of just the you know the tomfoolery and shenanigans. Oh, there's no editing in this show. Oh, okay, it I all just, goes. I on. have one. I haven't got time. It's, it's just oh, like it's day. just yeah. like an iPhone. It, if you don't want the world to hear it, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we haven't had, we haven't had too many people on that have said, you know, you need to take that out. Besides you two, well, Scott, Scott, Scott did a couple of times, and Scott I didn't, will call I didn't me watch. And go, you know what? There too. was that thing I said, Troy. You got to. Well, gotta you know, find we're that very careful not to say bad things about other musicians, and and every once in a while, you make a reference to something that may sound like you don't like or respect somebody yeah, sure. we don't want that on the show we're no. trying to be positive and yeah you know even though we're really negative and it's, we wait till the tape stops to start talking shit about people. yeah yeah <laughs> you know that's really something that doesn't happen i mean here that i've noticed you know it's very closed doors if at all you know yeah um you well there's people there's you know there's assholes in every business and there's asshole musicians in this town and we've worked yeah. with some of them and 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 when when someone gets to be such an asshole that they you gain a wow. major no. reputation for life. It. Yeah, you've you've been lucky. I've not. I've, I have never had you've a I'm glad to hear it. I'm really I'm glad to hear it. You, you, I have, to say I have run into some serious yeah. world class. Yeah, wow. me too. Me too. But it's okay. Yeah. yeah. What, what was their yeah. names? I'll be glad to Harry Hemorrhoid. Names, you know, but but well, no, what I'm saying that is, that, one. is that when someone Alan Atis. When, when, when someone gets a reputation for being such Billy an butthole. asshole, and then you say it on the po that we say it on the podcast, it doesn't surprise anyone because their reputation is already gone. Yeah. So nothing we say is going to change how the world feels about these. Yeah, animals. John Mayer. You know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of which, he lost his house too. I think. Did oh, really? John Mayer visit? No. Way. I think he lost. Now he's house. in Hidden Hills. I think. Oh. He's all right. I think he's okay. I didn't even know that. I thought he was in. I New heard York. that he was on the list here. of people that really? lost houses. No shit. Celebrities, celebrities that lost houses. And believe me, it's horrible if he did, and I hope he didn't. But you know, for every celebrity, there's another hundred wonderful people that lost their houses too. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Of course. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. kind of realize that. Yeah, sure. No, just because you're fucking known by more than people doesn't make you more of a fucking person. Right. Yeah. But but you know. Back to the asshole thing, you know. <laughs> I was just being one. Yeah, right. you're, you're lucky, but yeah. in the same same sense, um, sometimes we, you learn from assholes. Like.
sometimes we, you learn from assholes. Like you learn not yeah. how not to be. Oh, you of know, course. Sort of like I've worked for a couple people that I just like, okay, well, I'm going to really be careful never to come off like that. You sure. Know? And, and, and even maybe the person doesn't even know he's coming off like that, but yeah. he is. And just, you know, just sometimes people who are privileged, you know, they they expect things that normal people don't expect. Right. And they're just, it's from privilege. And you don't have to be famous. Maybe it's just money. Like, I know a lot of, I know I'm from West Palm Beach, so I know a lot of people from Palm Beach who were born with a silver spoon in their mouth and who grew up and never had to work and they were always privileged their whole lives. And a lot of them have turned into, like, drug addicts and they're fucked up and they've got all kinds of problems because they... Never had to work. I right. mean, they never had to. They never had to, to do anything. Sure. So, you know, and sometimes when people get famous, I think it can happen to you that you feel privileged or you feel like you're above other people and you treat them disrespectfully. Yeah. And I've worked with some people like that. Right. So, you know, so hey, I was, um, that, that's how I met Troy, actually. Yeah, that's how I met Troy. <laughs> yeah. You know. Thinks yeah. he's so big. Yeah, I just thought I was really big. <laughs> he was just, big. We, we, I did this gig so with him, and he was the big rock star. He gets the big mic and everything. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he gets the big <laughs> mic. He was, like he, he was leading his band. Is, the like is, all the girls the were hanging on him. And <laughs> he's got the smallest dick and the biggest mic. Yeah. <laughs> I might be compensating. Yeah. You know, what are you I saw do? the Porsche in the driveway. So how did... so? Growing up doing guitar, was it? Did you have a teacher? Were you self-taught? What? what self-taught. Self-taught. Yeah. Did you ever get lessons? Did you I do. I took lessons for a little while. Yeah. And then I went to, you know, I went to a junior college, <laughs> and took jazz improvisation and theory, and I learned about oh, that's that's called a major. That's a Mixolydian scale. You know, I learned about what the sound was. I knew what it was. I knew how to play it, but I never knew what it was called. Right. But I don't have a whole lot of studying. You know, I'm yeah, just, my junior college. Do you mind? Uh, West Valley College in Saratoga. Sure. They had a pretty good jazz program and a good teacher, and uh, yeah, yeah, just listening and trans doing a lot of transcribing the thirty-three record and you I, know on I, sixteen speed. I think if I've told my students once, I've told them a million times. Half your education is going to come from your school. The other half is on your in your CD collection. Yeah. So go sure. home and start studying your cds because yeah, those man. like i always tell them i'm sure you have a good school but i doubt if there's anybody at your school that plays as good as john coltrane so i would try to learn from john coltrane yeah exactly <laughs> right your teacher yeah you know? sure but it's half and half i mean yeah a school is a great place to become literate you can communicate That's music exactly with your fellow right. musicians right. and blah 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 and it's great to be an intelligent musician but that's not going to teach you how to play man the records no. teach you how to play yeah i agree and you know, I spent a lot of time listening and, and, and learning. to add to that, I mean, you've mentioned two really important things, but there's also two other really important things. One is, of course, experience, just playing. Yeah, getting oh, out there. But I mean, your, yeah. your CD collection will get you close. Your learning at school will get you close. Mm -hmm. But getting out there playing, particularly playing with great players yeah, we'll get you there yeah and the fourth exactly. the fourth totally. thing which school does really help provide for a lot of people particularly now because of the strange fractured way the club scene and the live performance scene is now the school can provide you with a community of people 
to interact with, collaborate with, compete with sure. on a friendly basis. Yeah. That's also equally important to the experiential level. So, I mean, though we kind of, like four legs of a table, you know, it's like that school thing of the knowledge and how to be able to communicate the knowledge with each other, understand we're speaking the same language. You know, of course, the, the whole, the whole world of recorded music and the, the library that's there for us. But then the experiential side of playing with great players and, get, and learning by trying and doing and failing and mm -hmm. figuring it out. And also having a community of people that you collaborate and you know mingle with, communicate with, and compete with. Those four things sort of send you to the next level, I think. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah, you definitely has to be real life experience. And, and that's where school is good, because school can often provide, particularly now for the kids, like I teach at USC. Yeah. And um, the beauty is, is like because the club scene's so weird and because the live playing scene is so different, that like when I came up, even the bands that came through town at Keystone Corner, they played six nights a week, yeah, you know? And sure. like and when we had a gig, we didn't do one off here and one off there, you know? And it wasn't, you know, it was like we were playing all the time and long gigs, and yeah. you know? So we were getting a lot of experiential stuff, and there was a lot of great players hiring the young guys, bringing them up. Yeah. And now that's not as prevalent because, you know, a band will play and they'll just get like one set one night, and then they oh, leave town. Yeah. And, you know, Hard so there's not it. that kind of natural environment. And so this, the beauty of the school is you've got all these kids who are seriously interested in the music and they're all around each other so they kind of create a pod of people yeah, sure. that push each other and play together a lot and create that. Right. So, yeah. and, th and that's really important. That's something that we were, I was lucky to have yeah. coming up and it's not as prevalent Yeah, now. me too. The, what I had when I was growing up doesn't exist now. Right, but the schools yeah. do... Yeah. Help take up the slack. They do. Of they a lot do of help that. take the slack up because of a lot you've got of that. like part of like I teach it in my yeah. so like a big part of what we do there is live playing workshops. So you know you study in your class, and the per the reason you're studying in your class is because you've got to do a performance, and you got to go. You know you perform every day on stage. Right. So you know that that takes the the place that like he said takes up the slack. And you're also no next to some to kid who's playing his ass off. And exactly. So you want to get as good as him, and he wants to get as good as you. And there's, there's a, they, some they guy knows about somebody who you never heard yeah. of before. Yeah. The whole the yeah. community the community sure. thing really creates. Yeah. And, and that's what we are, but because it's so factionalized and we're all hiding off in our worlds doing things now versus in the, in the thinking of when I was the age of my students, all the players were out and accessible. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I had access to them. And now these kids kind of have, the, at least they have each other. Yeah. So that helps further the music. And we're there to mentor them. And they come to our gigs, but when they come to my gig, I'm playing one night here, one night there. When I'm not playing six nights somewhere. Right. If I were playing six nights somewhere, they'd probably play the third set with me sitting in. Mm -hmm. and, you know and I mean? And maybe even end up going on the road with me. You know I mean? That, sure. That was the, my life in the 70s and early 80s. Whereas, is it changed in New York, do you think? Because I always like the, the place. There's you want to be a jazz more, player. New York is still better than anywhere it's else. It's better than more. anywhere else, yeah. but it's not good. There's there's oh. so many jazz musicians moving from New York to L.A. trying to get into what you're doing. Yeah. Because their gigs aren't paying. It's like there's a lot of clubs in New York, 
but they don't pay. You've got to work seven nights a week in a, in a club and then barely, and if you can scrape by doing that, you're doing good. But most of those guys are teaching and they're doing other stuff and they're doing sessions and they're yeah. doing commercial work for other people. Sure. And almost nobody is making a living off jazz unless you're like an A, unless you're Herbie Hancock. Right. You know, then then maybe you are. But but like for well, me... There's a lot know, of guys. I mean, you're not making money like Herbie Hancock. I'm, not, I'm but talking there, about... There's a really, lot of guys you know, making a, a decent living playing jazz. And yes, there is some teaching involved no, or various but things. But that's not what I said. I said no, no, only no. jazz. No teaching. But I do know a lot of guys yeah. that are doing yeah. that. I don't. I don't and, know and, and, and also New York is yeah. really a healthy jazz scene. It really yeah. is. Yeah. But, it, but, but it's like you do have a lot of kids there. And it's really great the way it's working, like particularly... Spike at uh, at Mesro and Smoke, you know, like he'll have the earlier sets will be the older fucks like me and shit, you know. I mean, and then and then the last set of the evening will kind of be more of an open session, and he'll hire kids that, that are like playing yeah. their asses off, and, yeah. And like, and we'll all hang, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, all my old friends that I used to play with when I lived there, mm -hmm. we'll all hang at the bar mm -hmm. and these kids are playing their ass off and they're hanging with us and they're listening to us and we're listening to them. So it's a very healthy scene. And yeah, he's yeah. not paying a lot of money, particularly for how much it costs to live in New York. Right. Yeah. It's a it's it's a very difficult equation. That's kind of sure. why I and, said and, what know, I said no, because I'm not, cost of living And I mean, I'm not disagreeing with it totally, really, but I mean really there's a far hard. level from the guy like Herbie to the guys who are really making a decent living in New York. You know, Vic is doing fine. Yeah, he's teaching some, but he's really playing all the time. And Peter Bernstein is playing even, sure. who's teaching even yeah. less, yeah. but playing more. You know, I mean, they're going on the road some, and they're playing in town, and they're teaching. I mean, there's still plenty of that happening. Mm -hmm. And granted, those guys are grandfathered in and, you know, have, have places. You know, these kids sure. that are coming up now... It's going to be a whole different world for them. It's but really they, hard. But, but it's up to them to it's figure really it hard. out, too. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. being a jazz musician is, yeah. is like figuring it out. And, and it's not just figuring out how to play A minor 7, but fucking how to pay your rent and how to like live in this world that I, you have. I think it's actually more about finding a voice. Mm. Because, because you know the guys who are doing really, really well in jazz have found a voice. They're kind of like, they're him. And people go to see him because they're him. It's yeah. like young guys, like like uh, like uh, what's that? Kurt guy? Rosenwinkel, Kurt, J Julian, Lange, uh, Julian Lange, and, Lange, yeah. and these guys. You know, they're very young, but in an early age, they managed to find a personality in their playing yes. that people gravitate toward because right. they're maybe a lot different than somebody else. Sure, but I they, they, they also, also you could, had, you could only get helps. to see them by the seeing them because yeah, they, it helps. But yeah. that's yeah. that's but that came. I mean, in the case of all of them, and particularly Julian and, and Kurt, because I mean they were young phenoms. Yes. So when we when were, when yeah. when they developed their who they were, and they're still developing it because mm -hmm. like Kurt has changed. Radically so over the good. last fifteen years, yeah. as has Julian. Mm -hmm. um, they developed a thing, but they had been playing a long time. By the time they were twenty-one, sure, yeah. you know, of course. I mean, they'd had lots of. I mean, I I was playing concerts with Julian when he was eleven. Yeah. Oh my god! But my, really? my you know, point was just that yeah. that wow. plays into you know, you, the fact exactly. That but you develop you that know. sound a lot by who you play with and the experiences you oh, have. This isn't something that you like. You send away for on the internet. No, and I'm not trying to imply that. It <laughs> I is. know you're not. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's like, yeah, and 
and what your thing is isn't necessarily, I mean, it's so funny. It could be a sound. It could be a harmonic concept. It could be just a thematic concept. Right. It could be an approach to the music. Yeah. It could be a a cultural, social, political statement. Sure. I mean, there's like a million different things there are that you sure. can say to be you. Right. And, and that comes as much from your experience as it does from who you are. Of course. Mm -hmm. But my point was is that the people who are the most successful have managed to find it and, yeah, somehow. Or, and, and, yeah, right. and have defined it. And have defined yeah. it in and, and some I, way. And I couldn't agree right. more. Couldn't, they, no, that and, was not and, disagreeing and with that. And why they are who they are, and that's why they, you know, like, like uh, I, I don't know, you know, I can take myself as an example where I can say, like, okay, there are a thousand guys who play rock better than I do. There are a thousand guys that play bop better than I do. There's a thousand guys that play blues better than I do. But I do a thing. Yeah. And I'm the best Scott there is. Absolutely. So that's why people come to see me because Absolutely. it's a thing. It's just like, yeah. it's not that I'm any more talented than anybody else. I just happen to do something that's kind of my thing yes. and enough people like it so they come and see me do it. Absolutely. So yeah. it's not well, really like a, yeah, you, you know, are actually more talented than everybody else. Well, but besides, besides, <laughs> yeah. besides that fact, you're just you're you are on a path. You're doing your thing. You've developed a following. You've also have like you're not a young man, and you've developed years. I'll of, beg to differ. I, I, my I dick gets man. just as hard as it ever has. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Glad this has been documented. Yeah, yeah, but but that's that's just that's just that's just the uh, spindle with the CDs. Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah. actually um, doesn't work at all. Yeah, right? I say no, no. But you've got you the know, spindle actually, of, of CDs. I had to loan him money for Viagra the other day. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't buy the generic that yeah, fucker you know yeah. I had to have the yeah. real shit and I can afford it so real Bruce, thing, Bruce, Bruce and he snorts it me. oh wow <laughs> yeah he's got that's why his nose is so hard <laughs> aren't you glad you came on the podcast right so Dad, do you have just ruined your career man. <laughs> God, so I'm happy you, to sit and watch this whole thing unfold <laughs> What's what's um what's the favorite guitar favorite amp setup? Mm. What do you, do you have a favorite at home where you just like ah oh, this is my baby and do you have one that you keep going back to? Oh gosh, I just he said a seventy watt Marshall. I have this. I have a seventy watt. I have a sixty six Princeton. Yeah, you said a seventy two Marshall. Right. Mm -hmm. I was paying attention. Yeah, big yeah. big box small chassis. Okay, okay. Yeah. And your sixty six uh, Princeton. Sixty six Princeton. That's a kind wow, of desert that's island a great amp. amp. Man, you could do anything awesome. on that amp, man. Just yeah. a couple pedals and it's fine. That's, yeah, yeah. But you know, I've got a Comet uh, amp. I really oh, I like love a lot. those amps. Those really good. It has no nice. master volume, but you turn it up and it just has this floaty mid range. Yeah. Nice. Um, guitar. AC thirty guitar <clears throat> is a thing. Yeah. It's a, another desert island mm -hmm. guitar. Guitar. Uh, I have a 50, 59, 335. You play a Strat though, mostly. Right? Uh, I or don't no. really. I don't mostly anymore. Uh-huh. You used to, though. You used uh, to play a Strat. Strat, Telly. Uh-huh. You know, more Telly. Uh-huh. Uh, but Strat, I, a Strat on my own stuff, you know, solo stuff, I like the Strat. Um, 359.net? Yes. That's probably the best guitar I have. I, I have had a 58. It just, I can't it just believe sounds I let so it go. good. It just, it just mm -hmm. has a thing, you know. can't believe I let mine go. Which one? I had a 58 335. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. 58, and you sold it for crack? Neck. 
<laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> it was before crack was invented. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it was just blow. Yeah, <laughs> just, I mean, everyone's blow. this is some great, you know. New, I have a, a Thorn guitar, Thorn. Ron Thorn. He's, not, I think he's, he, he, I think he's working for Fender full time now. He does all their inlays, but you know, it's kind of a, you know, a modern Strat with a humbucker in the back. Probably mm -hmm. not unlike the. You have a, a Sir play. You play, play Sir guitars, right? Yeah, but, I, but the Sir that I play is just basically a t traditional Strat. Okay, it's, with it's the, yeah. The, Three single coil pickups in Fender Bridge, and it's just right. Like, it's it's the closest thing they make to like a vintage Strat, a real vintage Strat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. great. But it's easier to play because it has big frets. Oh, I see. Sure. So you know, it's just uh, it's a it's like having an old guitar that you don't have to wrestle to play because you know how the old Fenders are with the tiny little frets. Yeah, you, you got to put the bigger frets it's, on. It's yeah. It's really hard to play for me. Yeah. I guess Ing well, like Ingve scallops. Oh yeah, sure. Guitar. Out, yeah. yeah, but Richie Blackmore did a pretty good job of bending strings with those tiny little frets. I don't know how the hell he did that. I don't that, either, especially he, with the maple neck. Yeah, it's man, it's incredible. But what um, about what about acoustically? You know the old Martins and Gibsons. Mm -hmm. I like old Martins and old Gibsons. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started making some money, uh, my my accountant said, "You better start. You, you're going to give all this money away unless you start to." So I, Right around 2008, which was the t most terrible time to buy guitars, I, I threw down. Got oh, a lot before of, before the crash? It was before, so top dollar. Yeah, uh, I bought a bunch of top right, dollar right. stuff. You know, 52 wow. Blackguard and a 55 Strat. Yeah. And a, By the way, today is the day my Sontag became a guitar. Ooh. Oh, did he did he give you the he, first? Well, he 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 he's been sending me pictures of the is build that not process. the best. It's amazing. It's the best. I, I played a, I, I did a record, my last record, and I wanted to do a standard on the at the end of the record, and I borrowed Bruce's guitar, which oh, is nice. a Sontag made in Germany. I've never and, heard of this guitar. And uh, it's, it's amazing. A big body guitar. It's a hollow body. Hollow body. So, yeah, you sure. got it. It's an amazing guitar, and I get the best tone with this guitar. So I said, I got to have one of these. So they're I ordered still one. Made, they're still making them now. Oh, it's, yeah, so it's yeah, one guy. Yeah. It's one guy. Oh, I see. Okay. So oh my gosh, he, I ordered really? the guitar a while back, and he's been building it, and from the very first day he started been building, he sends me photos. Oh, yeah, he's that's like, so it's wonderful, like a really man. amazing how so, well wow. he's just I, and he does he's German so he's on time. You know, it's not <laughs> I have watched these other guys you give him money and like ten years later, oh yeah, yeah. I spent it, I needed the deposit, you know. So I've right. got I've got pictures of just two blank pieces of wood that oh, was gonna wow. be the guitar. All the way up to today where he actually joined the neck and the body oh, and great. it became a guitar. Oh it today. hasn't sung yet. Today wow. no but today oh, he'll, no, he'll he also, said it will. He sent he'll send you like a voice he sent yeah, me a voicemail yeah. of the first yeah. cry. So it's oh. going to <laughs> when, he, when he string he puts a yeah. string on it goes bang and you yeah. get to hear it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and, but that's before it gets painted. That's before it gets so, painted. Yeah. And everything. It it okay. uh, it actually wow. became a guitar today. So oh, that's, that's really, really cool. Congratulations, yeah, Scott! You're really proud. I feel like I just gave birth. Push, I, push. I, I, I hope you like it. If How much are you involved in? Like, oh, I want this kind of wood. I want this. I mean, I what? just want an exact copy of what Bruce had. I was just okay. trying to copy. So Bruce's I was involved a lot, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's sort of like my bastard stepchild. Exactly. That's wonderful. No, I played. I played this guitar, and I had a bunch of guitars, and he picked that. I one. picked oh, okay. that one, and a bunch of the same makers' guitars. No, 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 no I had a Gibson, Gibson L5, L5, and okay. I had an Epiphone Broadway. But as soon as yeah. I heard this guitar, I said, "This is the one I want to play." Really? And, and so I played it, and and it was so easy to play. Yeah. And it just—it's sort of like I was so inspired by the tone. Right. It made me. 
play better, I yeah. guess. I mean, we you know how that happens. Absolutely. It's like you the love the tone, alive. you're going to play your best. Oh, that's yeah, really but it's great, good man. and bad, believe me, because I live with her every day. <laughs> there's, there's a good thing about it being so alive, but there's like a, like I got here, I mean, I had a bad day today, I'll be honest with you. I was in the studio oh. with, with my students and felt like, you know, one of those days I fucking couldn't play. I mean, probably was no different than every other day, but it sure felt like I couldn't play. Yeah. And I was pushing everything, every button, I, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Try overdrive, try fucking reverse, try whatever, you know, uh, you know, one of those kind of days. Yeah. And like, uh, sat down and played his telly, and it's like, I was fucking playing better, you know, than I'd been playing all day on this. But the guitar is so alive. Yeah. That if you're just not on your game, she's just like fucking spitting in your face man. <laughs> yeah well you play it live and i was only playing it in the studio right, right. so okay. the studio is so much more of a controlled condition yeah and and you know you can choose the own your your volume and you can choose you know sure. i'm sure now i even i noticed that one of the things about the guitars and one of the reasons i liked it is because it has a single coil pickup it does yeah that's it unusual did. it did well, the one that I played when when I when I was playing, I changed that out to a humbucker, but I have a coil splitter, so I can I see. make it a thing. But I, huh. but the wow. thing is, is I don't really plan to play the guitar live. I'm just going to be using it in to the record, studio. Sure. But even in the studio, if you turn the monitors up too loud, it started to feed back. Right. Because that's one of the downsides of having a single pick coil pickup on a hollow body. Absolutely. So, yeah. but that's okay because I'll just turn the monitors down, and play soft. Yeah, I've got the answer for that though. I have, I have cracked the code. I had to. What is it? Because she was just such a screaming yeah, bitch. Yeah, how do you do she with was life? A screaming bitch. A oh. screaming bitch. So what'd you, how, what did you do? Okay. I don't know if you've ever tried this. Have you ever tried putting acoustic strings on an electric guitar? Uh-uh. That was acoustic weird. Strings. Bronze no. strings? Bronze like on strings on, on, on an electric guitar. On an electric okay, guitar. Okay, like, yeah. Uh, you can do it on a Strat, of course. You can uh -huh. do it on any guitar. Uh -huh. But no. what you do, what ends up happening is the um, the low four strings, you know, the wound strings, or I guess in your case, the low three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in my case, the low four. Mm -hmm. um, because of the bronze windings, which are non-ferrous metal, the yeah. pickup does not pick it up. Mm -hmm. They only pick up the core of the string mm -hmm. versus, oh versus the... So that thing that happens with arch tops where like the low end is huge mm -hmm. and the high end is puny, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you turn it up, all you get is feedback. Right. Okay. But if you use these acoustic strings... You, you actually flip the paradigm. Now all of a sudden the B and the E string are, are louder, the high E, are louder wow. than shit, and the low ones are like in control. I tried that for a while. I don't know, it was one of my students or maybe my wife came to one of my gigs because it was sounded great to me. I was loving it on, the, on this guitar. And uh, they said to me, you know, when you play down low, I can't hear a fucking thing you're doing. Oh. And what it was was I could hear it because acoustically the guitar was so loud. Right. Oh. I was hearing the blend, right. even oh, with a loud wow. drummer, right. but the world was not hearing it. I so I, I went back to electric strings and eventually gave up on the guitar because it was feeding back and howling like a bitch right. all the time. Well, the Dario in, in the last two years came up with this string called Nickel Bronze. Uh -huh. And they invented them for bluegrass players. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've listened to any bluegrass music, but like in bluegrass, 
the flat picking guitar solo is the equivalent of the bass solo in jazz. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's raging, and then all of a sudden for the bass solo in jazz, everybody's got to get quiet so you can hear the bass, right? Right. And the same thing in a bluegrass band. Everybody's like nailing sure. it. It's going nuts, and then the flat picking solo, everybody's got to get quiet so you yeah, can so hear you the guy. Because the guy's really just going chunk, 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 you know. Right which is great on a big old Martin or something, you know, uh -huh. but as soon as he starts to flat pick, everybody's got to come down. Right. And they added nickel to the strings to kind of get it to project better. Okay. Which I don't know if some bluegrass guys say yes, most of them say it's not really that much. <laughs> yeah. But the fact is, is what they did was they took those bronze strings, which didn't work, and added enough nickel to the to the uh, alloy, I guess it's called, uh -huh. that that made it so that now the windings are somewhat ferrous, and you still get the core. Oh, that's cool. And so by playing these strings now, it made it from a guitar that's huge on the bass and thin on the top to big and fat and creamy on the top and kind of clear and distinct and a little underpowered on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So it had to change my touch so like now I'm I'm digging it a lot but harder that's what on you're the using bottom end. I've been using it for the last year and a half, and it's made it so it can be my guitar I use on every gig. I oh, play no it on shit. I wow. play it on organ trios that are wondering. so yeah. fucking loud, uh -huh. and wow. I don't get feedback anymore. That's pretty that's, great. That's really cool because and I was and, and I get a, and I that. believe it's a good tone. Uh huh. There are times where I don't like it. You know, my problem is my whole life I've played like the L five. Mm -hmm. And that's the sound that's in my head. I mean, but but it's also the sound of Kenny Burrell and Wes Montgomery and Barney Kessel, all the guys I love. Yeah. And so when I go to play her, even after like a year and a half or two of only playing her, I still like, oh, what? I'm not getting that sound. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I like that because now it's forcing me to like deal with a different sound yeah. and find new things. And I've never heard you play that guitar only by yourself. I've only I've never heard you play it with other people. I've only heard oh, you play Oh, I've been playing your, it out yeah. on every gig I've done for like two years now. Wow. So I've, I've I mean, only I'm, heard you play your L5 live with a bass right, player. Right, but well, that would be about, yeah. as of a year and a half ago, yeah. I stopped. Mm -hmm. Now it's on every gig. Because no my shit. Red Guitar Show, I'm kind of branding, branding, I hate that fucking word, but I'm, I'm like identifying myself as that's my guitar. And there's a thing that it's just, it's calling to me, even though it's like kicking my ass and mm -hmm. making me miserable. Mm -hmm. It's like having a wonderful woman that drives you crazy. No one can relate. We know that. about that. <laughs> now Not I understand me. what you're talking about. <laughs> Love, I what you're talking about. Do you, do you have kids? You've married? I have a son that's uh, 15. 15. Okay. Oh, my daughter's 14. Oh, right uh -huh. on, man. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. So uh -oh. you know the kid thing. You, yeah. Yeah. So, is great. he a musician as well? He's a fine artist. He goes to Loxa. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. well, I know yeah. so many kids at Loxa. That's it's great. I, almost all my daughter's friends go to Loxa. It's a hell of a, yeah, hell so of a school. A, I mean, the music, the music program. I, I know, know. I teach a lot of the guitar yeah. players yeah. there. Yeah, yeah I went to the yeah. performance for the first. I mean, you know, he's a sophomore now, but the, remember the first one? You know, I saw the jazz band and the in the orchestra. And mm -hmm. Man, a kid stood stood up on guitar and played a solo. I was like, wow. I wonder if he was one of your. Might have been. Man, he was yeah. good. Yeah. A lot I of was good like, kids there. Yeah. yeah, the talent. So then they did the, yeah. ja the jazz choir and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. With the, they're doing like the sophisticated harmony. And I like, it was a it was a real big decision for us to and her whether to go to. She's in prep. Oh, okay. And whether to go to prep or Loxa, and she right. she chose prep. What does she do? What um, is her thing? Well, it's kind of what she doesn't she do? Big exciting news at Guitar Wank Central. 
Troy's pregnant. So we're really behind the, behind the eight ball here. We need to raise some money for some diapers. Now we have to keep him and the baby in diapers. So what we need is your help. And we wanna let you know about the Guitar Wank Facebook forum we've got. We've also just now started an initiative on Patreon. And you can go to Patreon and pledge per month to our efforts to make everything better. And I'm sure you've noticed how everything has just gotten so much better and so much more detailed. I haven't. Anyways, but that's another story. But these big guests we've been getting drink, drink the expensive stuff, and we need your help to keep the hooch in good supply when they get here. So consider just being a sponsor on Patreon of ours, and when we hit the 500 sponsors level, the 500 people sponsoring, we're, we got a whole bunch of exciting things that we're going to offer as premium, premium, premiums. So if you really like premium premiums, or if you just like premium premium premiums, you definitely want to get involved, be part of the community, help support us, and keep those people full of good hooch.
Hi everybody, you got a new CD coming out? New project you're really excited about? I know you're thinking about hiring that promo guy for thousands of dollars and it really is kind of necessary these days I guess if you're not out working gigs and touring and stuff but got an idea for you. How about reaching out to a really engaged community of guitar wankers and let them know you've got this new project. So we're offering some slots for some minimal advertising and you could provide uh, some copy to us and a clip of your music and we'll be happy to let the wankers know what you got going and really help you get your word out to people. So throw it down and just give us an email and uh, we'll be happy to share rates and everything with you and help you get your music out to the world. Keep swinging.